0: You're listening to the City Hope Church Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope this can inspire you and build your faith. Enjoy the message. Today, we are finishing our series, Reset, where we've been talking about a fresh start to the new year. And really what we've been talking about, and maybe what you've learned as we just get out of this 21 days of prayer and fasting, is simply this, is that what I starve dies, and what I feed thrives. And so many of us, we've been living that way. The fast has really taught us that the things that we starve, when we begin to starve the things in our life, so some of us, we've starved social media for a long time, or we've, some of us, we starved ourselves. Uh, how many of you are like, you had a caffeine? I know a lot of our church have been on a caffeine kick, like nobody's been having caffeine. How many of you are like cracking open a thing of soda after church today? Like, hallelujah, yeah. Back to the caffeine, me and Emily, uh, or back to, we're gonna drink, we're gonna have a cold Coke after this. And uh, we, we're excited about it. And, uh, and I don't know what you've been starving, but you've, you've found out that through this fast, that when you starve these things, those, those cravings, those things begin to die. And what you feed begins to thrive. And so the whole point of the twenty-one days of prayer and fasting was this idea that we're going to starve some earthly things, and that we're going to start feeding ourselves in Scripture, and we're going to start feeding ourselves with godly things. And then all of a sudden, we're going to re- when we replace those things, those things that those godly things that we're feeding ourselves with we- are going—they're going to begin to thrive. And so each week through this series, I've given you some um, lots of steps. In fact. If you remember the first week of this series, I literally gave you 12 different dials on your life to look at. And uh, man, if you miss any of the, any of the past weeks are always on Facebook, YouTube, or on our podcast where you can catch it. Um, And so we've talked about a lot of this stuff. Last week, We talked about creating new habits, and one of the new habits that we talked about was choosing our relationships carefully. How it's so important for you to be involved in relationships, and I I, I asked you to jump into a small group. And small groups are launching this weekend. But today, I want to talk to you about a subject that I think is so important, especially in our culture today. Especially in the things in the when, when we when we look around at where we are in our world today. I think this topic is so important and it is the topic of controlling your thoughts. What do we do with our thoughts? How many of you know that your thoughts are powerful? Your thoughts are powerful. They are so very powerful and you know the Bible has a lot to say on your thoughts. And scripture isn't silent. And that's what I love about scripture is the fact that it gives us a good idea of what what our thoughts should look like. And so we're gonna dive into scripture today in just a minute, but I was thinking about thoughts and I was was thinking like, if you look at any pivotal moment in your life, most every pivotal moment that you've had in your life has come upon you by a form of thinking. Like before you made that move, it all started with a thought. It all started with a thinking change. In fact, I remember uh, I, I, I could tell you my story over and over again about how the major things that I've done in life have, I've done them because of a thinking change. You know, when I was in junior high, and, uh, I, I had my, my childhood at home was great, everybody but I just did not like school. Anybody else out there that was just like, I, you just didn't like to go to school? I just always hated to go to school and I just liked to be at home. And uh, I remember in my junior high years, uh, I, they, they were just kind of brutal to me. And when I got into high school, I went from being like one of, in my eighth grade graduating class, I was one of two in my eighth grade graduating class. There were two kids. And, uh, and even funnier, if you wanna know, like. I I was always the second. Like the other kid always got the awards and I always got second place just because I was there. And so... Uh, yeah, anyway, funny. Uh, that's how much I just really didn't care. I just really didn't like school. And so I went from there being two people in my class to uh, always being in private Christian school. And I love Christian education. But then we, we jumped uh, to, uh, I went to high school at a public school. And all of a sudden, instead of being one of two, I'm like, I'm one of 82, right? And I, it's, a, it's a big switch for me. And I remember my high school years, I really wasn't really, I, I wasn't involved in anything. I didn't like sports. I, I wasn't really, didn't really care to be in any type of clubs or anything. And I remember my freshman year, I was just not doing well. And uh, there was somebody in church who, at, at the beginning of my high school career, essentially said, "Hey, why don't you do this? Why don't why don't you get involved?" And we started to get involved in church. I started to get involved in church, and I encountered some people along that uh, along my life that began to speak into my life. They spoke some positive thoughts into my life. And they said things, well, like, like Noah, you're gonna do great things for God. Noah, they, you're, I believe that you're gonna make a difference for this world one day. And, and they just began to speak into my life. And at the time when I was in high school, I'm like, I feel like I'm making no difference. Like, I don't wanna talk to anybody while I'm at school. I don't wanna do anything. And I just felt like, I, like I'm just trying to survive at this point. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it through the next day. I don't feel like I'm making any type of difference for God. But they kept speaking into my life and they kept pouring into my life. And before long, I saw how my thinking began to change. And all of a sudden, I'm not thinking things like I used to like I man, I'm worthless or I can't make a difference or I don't know what I can do or I don't know if I if I have a purpose here. All of a sudden, I started to think different thoughts and I saw how my thought life really began to change what my trajectory for my life, even when I uh, got out of high school and applied uh, for my internship out in Tulsa, it was a big deal. It was like, it was, it was this thinking change. At first, I thought I'm nowhere good enough. And then people spoke into my life and they told, they, they called me to another level. And when my thoughts began to change, all of a sudden, here we are today. And it, it, hey, I can tell you the same story about when we started this church. When we started this church, I was only 20 years old, everybody. I'm turning 24 this, this April, everybody. I'm excited. feel like an old man now. <laughs> old man preacher. <laughs> and, uh, but when we started this church, I was only 20 years old. I couldn't even drink. Any, I couldn't even have alcohol, everybody. Like, and I'm starting a church and I, and I thought, well, people were, I, I, I thought my thought life was, I can't do this, I'm not old enough, I'm not wise enough. And the, these thoughts, and all of a sudden, people came around and said, you know what? No, this is who you are. God has called you to do this. Some of my mentors, some of my friends said, God has like, called you to be in the city. He, he's put a, this passion on your heart and like go and do it. And guess what, everybody? My thoughts began to change. And all of a sudden, here we are four years later, you're here in this room with us. And so, it, thoughts are powerful. And I just really do believe that your life is marked by how well you think and how well you do this very thing. In fact, I'll say it like this if you're taking notes with us this morning I will never change my life until I change the way that I think. I want to say it again because it's good. I will never change my life until I change the way that I think. And some of you, you're at the end of this series and you're at, the, you're at the end of January and you're like, nothing has changed. And some of you, it's just because you haven't changed the way that you think. You want change? It's not just about doing something different. It's about thinking something different as well. In fact, this is not Pastor Noah's great idea here. Look at what Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse two. It says, wise thinking leads to right living. And I love what the message translation how it says stupid thinking leads to wrong living everybody, and I, I I just love the picture. And so if you don't get anything like I hope you I hope you leave with this verse and you go home and you you tell you might have to tell some of your kids stupid thinking leads to wrong living and uh, that's what Pastor Noah said, and so. Uh, I, I, and I, I really just, I, I don't think it could be any more clear than that. And so thinking is, your thoughts are powerful and what you think about is powerful. And so I want to give you two things today. Most of my messages are structured in this idea where first I want to give you the theology behind the thinking, like why, what does scripture teach us? And then I want to teach you some practical things as we leave today. And so your first set of points, if you're taking notes with us, is this, is that everything begins with a thought. Everything begins with a thought. Good things, bad things, they're all fueled by the thinking that has happened in your life first. And I'll say it like this, if you try to change your behavior without changing the thought that fed the behavior, you will never be able to change your behavior. And so what do we do? If everything begins with a thought, then we have to be careful what goes into our mind. Because if, if everything starts there, then we have to guard what's going in to our mind. And I would say this, I would even go a step farther, I'm very passionate about this, that I think not only is it important to guard what's in your mind, but I think it's important to guard what goes in your mind at the first hour of your day. Because how many of you know that at the first, your first hour of your day is pretty critical to the rest of your day. Like when you start, I, like, like I just think the enemy knows how to put that one thing or how to push your buttons like right at the beginning of the day to just set your trajectory just way far off from where he wants you to be. And he wants to do it, I just, I just think he wants to do it at the beginning of your day. In fact, uh, I was talking to this lady, one lady said, uh, she, she gave it to me like this, we were talking about our thoughts and, and at the beginning of the day, she said, well, she said, I wake up grumpy every single day. But sometimes I let him sleep in. <laughs> I thought, that's good. <laughs> some of you got that nudge. yeah. <laughs> some of you, know, you know, you, you morning people, I, I know. And that's funny, but listen, some of us, we are, we, we just, we wake up grumpy because of the things that we do first. Because of the, the things that we check first. The things that we look at first. And, and everything begins with that thought, you know, even, even the process that God wants to do in you, it begins with a thought. Look at what Romans chapter 12, verse two, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way that you think. He wants to change your thoughts. He wants to, the scripture often, you'll often hear preachers say that he wants to renew your mind. That's, that's, That's what I'm talking about today. He wants to change those thoughts. So everything begins with a thought. So you've got to guard what you're thinking. Here's the second thing is that what we think determines how we feel. What we think determines how we feel. You see, some of us we we just we 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 blame our attitude on our spouse, we blame our attitude on our boss, on our teachers, on our neighbors. Some of us we just blame the government and the economy, and we're just like that, we just blame it on everybody else. But those things are not making you feel the way that you feel. It's your response to those things that is determining how you feel. Because listen. All of us, many of us, we all live in the same world. But so many of us, we choose different thoughts. And you have to have a filter on your mind. And in fact, I I just think this is, I I think it's so important to just guard it that I just wanna ask you to do something. And this is kind of, uh, some of you, you're really gonna like me. Others of you are really gonna hate me right now because y'all just got out of this 21-day challenge. But I wanna ask you to do something big. Like if if you identify yourself today, you say that I really struggle with this thought life. If I, you say, I really, I really want my mind to be renewed. Then I want to ask you to do something big this, uh, this week, tomorrow morning, I'd encourage you. I'd encourage every one of you actually to get rid of as much media in your life as possible. I mean, just put it down. Like if you're if you're at the end of this series and you're like, I really haven't had a reset, and I really haven't like God, I just feel like I, I I just can't get anything out of this, or I feel like life 2022 is just not going in my way. If you're serious about this, what if you would put all the media down for a week, and like a whole week, like no Instagram, no Facebook, no TikTok, no video games, like like what what if you what if you could just like let the poor people on the video games live this week. Like, don't, don't kill anybody on the screen anymore. <laughs> Let them live. They'll be there next week. And, uh, <laughs> and for it, maybe, maybe it's not video games. Maybe it's the news. Uh, and maybe it's secular music, TV. I, I, like, maybe you, can't, maybe you can't do it all. But what if you did as much as you can? And my challenge is, is not for you to just get rid of that like, get rid of that media, but I want you to replace it with some worship music. What if you could replace it with a podcast? What if you could replace it with some scripture reading? You know, there's beautiful resources and tools all over the internet and apps on your phone, everybody, where the Bible will literally talk to you, like it'll literally, it will read it to you. What if you replaced your media with that? And I don't want you to just do it as an offering, but what if you would do it as a test and just test the reality? Like, I I get this because I love what Philippians 4, eight through nine, look at what it says. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what do we do? We think about those things. We put that in the front of our mind. So instead of the crap that we're reading on Facebook or instead of killing people on the video games, we put the things that are noble and true in the front of our minds. We think about those things and guess what? The God of peace will be with you. Some of you, you've been searching for peace, but you can't put the phone down or you can't turn off the news or you can't stop worrying about you want peace? Think about godly things and the God of peace will be with you. Think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. Listen, there's nothing that I want more for you than than for you to have some peace in your life. And listen, as your pastor, as much as I would love to I, I would love to come in and try to change your circumstances. And, you know, there's some people in your life that you probably, you really want to tell them a thing or two and you really want to move them around. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what you want. You know, like there's some circumstances. I wish I could jump into your life and change your circumstances, but I can't. And quite frankly, it's not my job either. <laughs> it's your pastor. No, my job is to lead you to a God who can give you some peace. And so that's I, I, like what would happen what would happen if you put those things the things that are true the things that are noble the, name, the things that are lovely in the front of your mind i'm telling you you could experience the god of peace and so this week as as you you know get as much tiktok as you can get in on sunday today monday morning shut it down while while you're still on social media and stuff this week we're going to post a little uh, prayer playlist of songs and music that we sing around here. You know, if you need some music, you need some ideas, uh, throw them on there. i put some podcast links. How about that? Let's, uh, let, let's, I'll put some, even some good podcasts on my post today if you need some good things to listen to. But yeah, just fill your mind. Fill your mind with peace and take the challenge. Man, if you, if you don't have peace, try it. Here's the next thing. I could harp on that all day. Here's uh, point number three for you. Our thoughts determine our destiny. Our thoughts determine our destiny. In fact, I wanted to, as you write this down, I want you to also take a look at this. I love how this really shows us that our thoughts really determine our destiny. Someone said it like this sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit reap a lifestyle, sow a lifestyle, and reap your destiny. And I love to be able to see how your thoughts, it all starts with a thought, everybody. Your thoughts determine your destiny. And some of you, you're here today. You're here where you are in your life because of the thoughts that you started out with, because of where your thoughts have brought you. And I don't, like, today's message, I don't just want want you to think, well, now this is just positive teaching thinking from Pastor Noah. This is not. Look at what Romans chapter 8, 5 through 6. It says, those who are dominated by their sinful nature, they think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, they think about things that please the Spirit. Look at how it goes on to say, if your sinful nature controls your mind, there's death. And so many of us, that's where we've, we've been living. Our sinful nature has controlled what's in our mind. And, and we just feel like every day we're, just, we're dying. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there's life and there's peace. I'm just encouraging you today, put it to the test. Try it out. Watch what God can do when you put the Holy Spirit first, when He can control your mind, when you can think about His things. All right, I want to jump into five big things, five ways to, to practice good thinking. And so we're going to look at how, how can we practice good thinking? And I want to, I want to lead us with this verse from second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three through five, uh, in the new living version, it says this, it says, it is true that we live in a body of flesh. We all feel that, right? We feel our body of flesh, but we do not fight like people of this world. We do not use the things to fight with that, we, that the world uses. We use the things that God gives us to fight with, and they have power. Those things, that God, that, those things God gives us to fight with destroy the strong places of the devil. We break down every thought and proud thing that puts itself up against the wisdom of God. And look at how this verse goes on to say, we take hold of every thought, and we make it obedient to Christ. So what does this verse say? Well, this verse shows us that if we want to overcome the enemy in our life, we have to take hold of every thought. We have to capture every thought. So you say, well, Pastor Noah, how do I capture my thoughts? Five practical things before we leave today that I want to give you. Number one is this, find a plan to control my thoughts. I want to find a plan to control my thoughts. Listen, so many of us, we're just fed bad thinking all day long. And primarily, we're fed bad thinking. I think, I think the primary way that we're fed bad thinking is through the internet. And I, I, I just think it's, it's all over. And I, I, think it, I, I, I just think the internet is so, so powerful. And it just can really destroy our thoughts. And uh, I just think you just ought to put a filter on it. But you say, okay, so if the world feeds me bad thoughts, if the world is constantly feeding me bad thoughts, what do I do? How do I replace those bad thoughts? Well, here's what we do. We read the Bible, everybody. And you think, wow, Pastor Noah, that's a great thought, right? If we just read. (laughs) But it is, like, seriously. I am amazed at how many Christians who just don't read Scripture, and you're, if, if you're having trouble with bad thoughts, the first place that you need to go is to God's word. Read the Bible. And it's a, it just amazes me how the Bible can just begin to change the way that you think. Listen, when I read scripture, I, you know, i I'll be totally honest with you. Some days I read scripture and I'm like, man, I just don't even know if there's anything in here for me. But then it's like the next day or the next moment, I'll read another thing of scripture and it's like God is talking directly to me. He's speaking to me through his word. In fact, I heard the one phrase really changed my life. Four or five years, it's been five or six years ago now, one phrase really changed my life when a pastor told me, I said, I really wanna wanna know how, I, I really wanna know what God is speaking to me. I really want God to speak to me. I just wanna hear his voice. I just wanna hear his voice. He said, the primary way God speaks to you is through his word, <laughs> is through scripture. Like that's the primary way that God wants to speak to you. It's the primary, it's already there and so many of us just totally neglect it. And I'm just telling you, you struggle with your thoughts, read some scripture. And it's not just this, I, this, I don't just want this to be a discipline for you. Just I, watch how the negative demonic thoughts Just leave when you begin to dwell on God's thoughts. And watch how the Bible, how Scripture will replace those thoughts with His words. I love that the Bible, listen everybody, the Bible is not like every other book. The Bible, it lives (laughs) and it breathes. I love what what Scripture tells us. Look at what Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says, For the Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And so I just encourage you, don't just read the Bible, but let the Bible read you, everybody. And I promise you it will. And if you don't have a plan, find a plan to get into Scripture. Like, don't just, I used to just grab my Bible and just, you know, do the little open and just, like, hold on, I think I got, here's what I, here's what I used to do when I read scripture. Woo. All right, the triumphal entry is what I'm reading. You know, like, and that's, if, if you get something from that, good for you. But I'd encourage you, find a plan. I mean, pick up a devotional somewhere. We love, a lot of us are doing the one-year Bible this year. And the one-year Bible is so awesome because you get Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. And like, take some time, 15 minutes out of your day, get into scripture, find a plan. And listen, if you don't have time for 15 minutes, then just, just read a Psalm a day. I mean, just see how, I mean, just a couple minutes a day. if you don't have time for that, like read a proverb or in the one-year Bible, like the proverb is like one sentence a day. Like, can you just read one sentence a day? And, and, and just, I, I, I'm telling you, watch and see how when you read scripture, it will begin to read you. And I also want to speak to those of you who maybe you started, if you're like me, you started the one-year Bible and you know, you're like... I'm like, well, well, I'm 800 chapters behind. You know, it's like I'm never going to be able to, like, start on the day. Like, just, just, if you miss a day, that's okay. Like, start where you are. Like, don't, I got 848 chapters to catch up on. That's okay. Just start where you are. I mean, just keep reading God's word. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Here we go. Number two, find a place to think my thoughts. I got to find a place to think my thoughts. And I just want to talk to you about, like, take some time in your day to turn down the world's volume and put your focus on God. And some of you know what I'm going to talk about. It's prayer, everybody. It's the discipline that we've been doing for 21 days. And, by the way, props to you guys who are a part of our 21 days of prayer. Whether you've been watching online or you've been here every day. Can I tell you, there's been 50 people in this room every single day at 6 a.m. praying how awesome, that, that's pretty awesome, everybody. And so that's exactly, I, I, as, we, as we go out of this 21 days, I want you to make it, well, 21 days is over, so I'm sleeping in again, you know, and that's great. You might not sleep in a little bit, but still take some time to turn down the world's volume and put your focus on God. In fact, I'll just say it like this for you note takers. Have a daily conversation with God. Have a daily conversation with him. And people say, well, Pastor Noah, I don't know how to pray. I just don't, I, I, I just feel like I don't know how to pray. Listen, your prayers, it, <laughs> just talk to God, have a daily conversation with him. I feel like there's, there's a lot of people that I know that think that prayers need to be like all formal some of y'all, you think your prayers need to rhyme, you know, like, <laughs> and, and like, you need to speak the King James version for God to hear you. Listen, everybody, God's not from England. He doesn't need you to speak in the King James version. Like, like you can get rid of the, then sings my soul or the, the these and the house and like, you don't have to pray like that. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. He wants to know what's on your mind. And maybe you say, well, I just don't know if I have the time. I just don't, I just don't have the time to pray. Listen, God would rather hear one sentence from you a day than nothing at all. I mean, take I, I mean I hope you say way more than one sentence a day. But if you're like, if I'm going from zero, like one sentence a day, like just start it. Have a conversation with God. Look at what Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed. On you. Make prayer this offload moment. Man, just talk to God and just say, God, I can't do it anymore. Lord, I need your help. Or Lord, just, I, sometimes it's just like, Lord, thank you for blessing me. Thank you for what you've already given me. Or, you know, God, thank you for the sunset today. You know, you ever just like, like just talk to him. Just a sentence a day. I'm just asking you to, to just start. Have a daily conversation with him. Look at what Uh, Colossians 3, 2 says, it says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. And man, if you don't have a moment in your day where you're, where you're not thinking about heaven man, you need to be thinking about heaven and not earth. In fact, if you're only thinking about earth all day long, I'm telling you like your peace meter is probably all the way at the bottom because there's nothing, there's not a lot of things on earth that keep me in perfect peace. Everybody. Like I've got to, I got to put my mind on the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Here's number three. Is this helping anybody? You getting anything out of this? All right. Number three, let's find a person to stretch my thoughts. I need some people around me who are going to keep me accountable. Some people around me who are going to make sure that I've got the right thinking. You know, your life can be great if you, if you begin to line it up with God but it can be even better when you involve God's people. In fact, I like to say it like this that, that <laughs> your life can be good when you, when you line things up with God and Scripture, but it won't reach its full potential until you involve somebody else. Like until you invite somebody else into the process. You know, that's always been God's plan. God's plan has always been for you to be connected with His people. Like that's, that, that's just <laughs> that's what he, the Scripture says if you sin, to confess your sins to God. But then it says, if you want to be healed, confess your sins to each other. In fact, just look at James chapter five, verse 16. And I'm just telling you, God's process for you is through his people. And so I'm going to encourage you until you do it, get in a small group, get in a small group, involve God's people. The finder's open today. Uh, uh, Tyler just told you today that uh, the groups start this week. Jump into a group. There's so many groups. There's different activities. Come Saturday with me to the puzzle group, everybody. Like, we're gonna, Gail, Gail, you're in here. Me and Gail are going to put puzzles together, all right? And, and so like, but just be around God's people and just be in community with each other. It Begins this week, uh, jump into a group. And listen, the whole goal of all of our groups is just for you to have a relationship with other Christians around you, to give you some better relationships. And I just believe that when you jump into a group, when you make some close friends like that, that's when you find some healing. And I just want you to like, make the decision now, like clear a night of the week and say, you know what, I'm gonna be a part. I, I, I'm gonna commit to being a part. Six week semesters this time, six weeks, six group gatherings this is what we're asking. I'm telling you, it can change your life. Look at what Hebrews Chapter 10, verse 24, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meetings together as some people do, but let us encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So if you're one of those, it's like, I think Jesus is coming back any day, which I think he is, everybody. Like, the closer that we get to his return, what does scripture tell us? To be around one another, to be next to one another. And so do you have a place? Do you have people that believe the best out of you, that speak life into you? You need that place. You need those people. And number four, simply this. Not only do you need the people, but you need a purpose to land your thoughts. You need a purpose to land your thoughts in. You know, the healthiest thoughts that you can have are thoughts about why you're on this planet. You know, that's what keeps, it's what keeps me going, everybody. Like I can get real depressed real quick, but what keeps me going is the fact that God has called me here on purpose, that he's given me an assignment that i was born with meaning and purpose in my life and the healthiest thoughts that you can have are thoughts like those about why you're on this planet you see most people i know they they most people i know are not circumstantial they don't know they just don't know why they're on this planet because they, they feel like they have no purpose and i just think that if god could speak to you right now in the service I think God would, I think he would first say, hey, let's settle your yesterdays. Like, like, let's, let's save you first. Like, let's settle your yesterdays. But then as soon as you settle your yesterdays, and as soon as you find some healing and get some hope in your life, I think he wants to then begin to talk to you about your future. That he wants to call you to something greater. That he has a purpose and a plan for you. Look at what Romans Chapter 12, verse two, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then what? Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And he has a will for your life, everybody. He has a purpose for your life. It's what keeps me motivated. Every day I wake up with purpose, knowing that I'm here on purpose for a purpose, everybody. And I want that so badly for you. And so find a purpose. And I'm telling you, and and some of you, you're gonna find a purpose. Here's how we do it at our church, is for you to jump on a team. Jump, uh, be a part of Team Hope. Come greet somebody, come be involved in an outreach somewhere. In fact, we we got a serve day that we're gonna be talking about before long. Easter's coming. Can you believe we're planning for Easter, everybody? It's crazy, there's lots of things to do around here. Be a part of a team. Use your gifts and talents somewhere. I promise there's a place. But hey, even if it's not in the church, can I tell you, God has put you in specific areas in your life. He's called you there on purpose, everybody. Like you, even though you may think that your job just stinks and you don't even want, you don't want to go back tomorrow. Like you're there on purpose. He has you there on purpose. And so what if you could find your purpose there? I'm telling you. He created you for a purpose. He's given you gifts and talents on purpose and you need a purpose. And when you have that purpose, instead of thinking negative things about your life, instead of letting the devil win in your thought life, you begin to replace those thoughts with what you have, with your purpose, with why I'm here. And finally, number five, once you, get your, once you find your purpose, man, would you find a power to fuel your thoughts? Find a power to fuel your thoughts. And I want to end with this because, you know, when God speaks to you, most of the time when God speaks to you and tells you your purpose, he tells you to do something that's way too big for you to do. (laughs) Like most of the time when God gives you something, I, I I think it's actually genius of God that he'll inspire you to do something great but you can't do it on your own. You need him to pull it off. And I think that I, I, I often see people that they know what God has called them to do, but they're like, I'm never gonna make it on my own. I'm like, well, what if it's God's design? What if he designed it like that? What if he made it just a little too big or a little too far outside of your comfort zone So that you could learn to rely on Him just a little bit more. So that you could learn to trust Him just a little bit more. You know, that's why He sent the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, take a look at this. What would happen if you would open your life to the power of the Holy Spirit? I'm telling you, it it could change your life. Look at what Isaiah 55. It says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that is at work in us. You know, some of us, we're adverse to the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't want the power of God because some of us, we've been to church services where, quite frankly, if we could just be honest, the power of the Holy Spirit has just freaked us out. <laughs> like it scared us. And so when we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, we don't like it because we've seen the misuse of it maybe in a church setting before. But can I tell you, just because maybe you've seen that, (laughs) that's not what it is. You need the living power of God inside of you to accomplish what God has for you, to accomplish the purpose that God has called you to do. It's important. And so would you just ask the Lord, fill me with your spirit. And that when he calls you to do something, man, would you rely on the spirit that lives in you? It's important. It's important. Man, I hope you got something out of today as we close this message series. I hope, have you got something out of this whole message series in general? I just think great topics and uh, I, I love bringing this to you and I just thought about, man, how, how, how do we end? How can I cap off a series? How do we end a series? And I just know that this, this thought's Message and this thought idea is so important. In fact, about three or four years ago now, um, I, I I listened to a lot of different podcasts, and uh, one of the guys on uh, one of the pastors on a podcast that I listened to, um, he gave this he gave this essentially a, a very similar message that I gave to you today about thoughts, and that message really changed my thought life forever. And he gave out this little uh, declaration. And I've literally, I've tried to use this declaration about every day since. Now, sometimes I go a little bit without it, but I've got this on my phone and where I pull up this declaration. In fact, I love it so much that I gave it to you today. And so in the seat, when you got in here, you're probably like, what in the world is this sheet of paper? And why, why does it say all this? This is what he gave to me, so these are not my words. I totally stole them, everybody. I ripped them and I use them for my life. <laughs> and so because of that, I'm giving them to you today too. Uh, and, and so on the, front, on the front of that paper, it just starts with this. It says, Jesus is first in my life. And this is, I, I, I'm telling you, you want a confession to make every day. You wanna start your thoughts different every single day. I, I'd encourage you to take that piece of paper home And clip it up somewhere. In fact, I'm going to read it to you as we end today, because I just think it's powerful. And here's, can I just give, I'll give what, this is what I read every single day. If you got your paper, there might be some things that I've added in here and you can add yours. I'd encourage you to customize it, but man, this has really changed the way that I think, and because it's blessed me so much, I just want it to bless you. But here's what I say every day Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify Him. I love my wife, and I will lay down my life to serve her. I love people, and I believe the best about others. I'm disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I'm growing closer to Jesus every single day. Because of Christ, my family is closer, my body is stronger, my faith is deeper, and my leadership is sharper. I am anointed, empowered, equipped, and called to reach people who are far from God. I am creative, I'm innovative, I've driven, I'm focused, and I'm blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit, remember the power, that power of the Holy Spirit, it dwells within me. I develop leaders. It's not something that I do, it's who I am. My words, my thoughts, and my imaginations are all under the power of Christ. I take, all that, I take all thoughts captive and I make them obedient to Christ. We just read that verse. I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning every single day in my life. Pain is my friend. I rejoice in suffering because Christ suffered for me. I bring my best every day and then some. It's what I bring after I do my best that makes a difference. And the world will be different and better because I served Jesus today. Amen. I'm telling you, you need something. You need to control your thoughts. I've been doing this for three, almost three years now. I shared this, I shared this same paper in January of 2019 with our church. And since then I've continued to do it. And so some of you have heard it before, but I just encourage you wherever you're at, you need some positive thoughts. You need to know what God says about you. Man, start declaring those things in your life. On the back of that paper, it says, because of Jesus, some more declarations right there with scripture. Man, I just declare those things over your life. Stick it up in your mirror somewhere put in your Bible, whatever, wherever it's handy to you. I just wanted to give you a resource today. I, I, I just, I don't like to end messages without giving you something to do. And so here's something to do. Here's some homework for you. And, uh, man, I just think that when you do that, it's, it's powerful. Would you bow your heads in prayer with me today? And I just want to do something different today. Would you just, would you just open your hands right there in your lap? And would you just ask the power of the Holy Spirit, just, would you just ask him, would you just say, Lord, what are you speaking to me today? Just say it right there in your seat. Lord, what are you speaking to me today? God, what are you speaking to me today? And so, Father, I thank you that you're speaking to us today. God, I thank you that you're opening our hearts to hear from you. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room God, I thank you for the word that you've given us. God, I thank you how your word shows us how to control our thoughts. And so, Lord, as we jump into this week, Lord, we're making a commitment right here to, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna put down the world's things and we're gonna pick up your word. And we're gonna replace what the news has to say for us with scripture, and what your word proclaims about us. And so, Lord, we take this time to say that we love you. Lord, we make this decision today that our thoughts are no longer going to be controlled <laughs> by the things of this world. Our thoughts will not be controlled by our enemy, but Lord, we will search after you. And so, Lord, as we replace those thoughts, Lord, would you give us a purpose? Lord, would you help us to be around the right people in life? Lord, would you give us your power of the Holy Spirit to replace those thoughts, to replace them with what you have to say about us? Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray all this in your precious name. Hey, with your heads bowed, eyes closed, if you're here today and you say you've never, given Jesus the chance you've never accepted Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit that he has for you man you can do that today we never end a service without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus first and so if you're in this room and you say I'm ready to make Jesus first in my life I'm ready to have the power of the Holy Spirit with me would you just pray this prayer with me in fact church because we all believe it would you just say this after me say this say dear God thank you For sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Say this and mean it. Say, Jesus, I make you my Lord. I give you my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen, amen, amen. Would you get it up for all the people who prayed that prayer today?